Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Greetings, everyone. I'm Dr. Tiffany Wingfield, Director of Member Relations and the ASHP Staff Liaison for the Pharmacy Technician Forum here at ASHP. Thanks for joining. I'm excited to share with you that today's episode is a curated feature focusing on topics important to pharmacy technicians from the exceptional programming from the 2021 ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting. Please enjoy the voices of your colleagues as they share the latest clinical information, leadership advice, and the best practices in the practice of pharmacy. To begin discussing this position, we will uh, first have to look at who University of Virginia Health is. We are a large quaternary healthcare facility and health system located in Charlottesville, Virginia. We are currently a single hospital health uh, system with a 631 bed hospital, which includes a dedicated children's hospital. We do have a transitional care or long-term care facility hospital and dozens of clinics throughout central Virginia. We have recently acquired three additional hospitals and are beginning that transition now. Of note, we have shared pharmacy services across our continuum of care and that leads me to discuss my team and our role. My team is the Medication Utilization Strategy Team, and we are responsible, responsible for both inpatient and outpatient management of medications. Um, there are several different responsibilities of this. First, we, uh, first and foremost, we, are, uh, we focus on inpatient formulary management and clinic formulary management through our pharmacy and therapeutics committees and our various uh, subcommittees of P&T. We are also responsible for drug shortage mitigation. We also are responsible for all medication and pharmacy policy to ensure appropriate utilization of our medications here at UVA. And finally, we uh, have a proactive utilization review and develop strategic measures in order to cost, uh, control uh, the cost of medications. Our team members consist of many individuals. First, a assistant manager, which is me, four pharmacists with a variety of background, including critical care, emergency medicine, managed care, and health outcomes research. Finally, we have a data analyst and um, support specialist who um, is responsible for our data analytics. I will be discussing this position at a, uh, another ASHP meeting. And now finally, uh, a pharmacy technician, Karen, who is with me today, and we'll be discussing her role within medication management here at UVA. So first, uh, to understand why we have a role like this, it's important to understand the recommendations for advanced technician roles. The 2030 Practice Advancement Initiative has two recommendations related to this role. First, D1, pharmacy technicians should participate in advanced roles in all practice settings to promote efficiency and improve access to patient care. And D2, pharmacy technicians should have complete responsibility for advanced technical and supporting activities. For example, order fulfillment, tech check tech, regulatory compliance, supply chain management, diversion prevention, revenue cycle management, and patient assistance programs. 
Here at UVA, we have several of these positions that advance technician practice, including med rep techs, patient assistants, and patient um, prior authorization technicians, meds of beds technicians, and pharmacy IT technicians. The role that we'll, we're discussing is one in medication use strategy or med formulary, which is particularly novel. So our medication use strategy technician has a unique advanced role to support our team. They assist with several non-pharmacist required activities within drug shortages, non-formulary management, recall management, and refrigerator and te temperature management. It is a staff on business hours, Monday through Friday, so that this position can focus on the variety of activities and not be pulled into operations. And finally, um, our current technician, Karen, has significant inventory management experience in the outpatient setting. It was important for us to integrate Karen uh, into our team as one team all together. She's located within our office and is given, um, an, uh, given direct and open communication so that we can have open communication between our pharmacists and our technicians. She comes to all of our meetings and um, is expected to provide input and feedback on our various initiatives. And with that, I'd like to turn it over to Karen for her to discuss some of the activities that she completes. Thank you, Brian. So what I'm gonna do is describe some of the tasks that uh, occur on a daily basis through this position. The first one would be the drug shortage review. This is a review of a daily list or email of reported drug shortages that are sent to us by our supply chain team. Complete product inventory analysis first of total inventory on hand in the central pharmacy and automated dispensing, which helps set up to review historical purchase data from the previous year and use that to determine approximate utilization that will help determine days on hand. We review wholesaler availability for potential alternatives and maintain the drug shortage database by adding items and updating with available information and inventory information on a daily basis. We also communicate the results to the pharmacy team for analysis. This team consists of the must team and also the supply chain team and includes different clinic support groups and also inpatient pharmacists to help with decision-making on what our next step might be. We also provide additional support during drug shortage meetings. The next process is non-formulary management, which involves inventory management for all non-formulary or not stocked medications throughout the hospital system. A frontline pharmacist will approve a request and notify as must these requests include inpatient pharmacy and clinic locations. There are three tiers to these requests. Tier one is non-formulary. These drugs are not on our listed formulary for inpatient use or clinic use. Second is restricted. These drugs are possibly or are on formulary but are used outside of the PNT approved restrictions for use. And third is a case by case. These are on formulary and can be stocked in a pharmacy but are not on hand at all times due to a high cost or supplemental ways that we have to obtain these drugs through outside wholesalers. The requests are reviewed 
by a technician and added to a non-formulary spreadsheet for tracking on a daily basis. This leads us to the technician reviews, current non-formulary inventory, and required dosing, and then coordinates using product that is already on hand, followed by the lowest cost dosage form. For high cost items or previously designated items, they can facilitate conversation between frontline staff and must pharmacists, and in some cases assist in reviewing coverage statuses. The technician is then responsible for also maintaining adequate supply for regimen where they can perform a daily chart review of patients with non-formulary requests, identifying changes in regimen dosing, discontinuations, or pending discharges, and will also reorder medication to maintain a just-in-time inventory. When a restricted or case-by-case request is made, a pharmacist on the team will usually be involved to make sure that the request to override the restriction or purchase a high-cost medication is within the limits of need or if a different product might be able to be used. The next step is recall management. This is one of the areas that is owned mostly by the MUST technician. I will receive recall notices from an outside vendor. It could either be on a daily basis or it could be spread out over time. I will complete several reporting processes that include purchasing history, ADS inventory for hospital and clinics that may have recalled product stocked, and also review requisitions for locations without ADS. The purchasing entities can include, but are not limited to, inpatient pharmacy, outpatient pharmacy locations, and on and off-site clinics. Notices can be based on a certain distribution date or a spectrum search of previous three-year purchase history. Locations that have a purchase request history will receive an email with information pertaining to the product. This information will pertain to product name, NDC, lot number, expiration date. Plus there will be an attachment of a manufacturer and or FDA recall notice with information including, including recall level. Locations will respond to email informing if they do or do not have recalled product on hand. Future enhancement to be implemented will include reminder notices sent bi-weekly as reminders for no responses and to incorporate recall notices into ADS machines throughout the institution. The next process is refrigerator and temperature excursions. This is a collaboration between operations and pharmacy IT teams. Some of our role is communicating when needed with nursing floors, clinics, and outside clinics when there are power failures, faulty refrigerator freezers, medications left at room temperature, and deliveries where product may seem to be out of temperature range. We also give guidance on SOP when excursions happen. Some examples are 
calls to have facilities check refrigerator freezer, direct to forms on the internal pharmacy webpage for excursion review, and facilitate sequestering of potentially affected product to be returned to inpatient pharmacy for proper storage. Verifying that product is still available to be used after an excursion is a key role and includes reviewing emails from past excursions that are within a reasonable time frame to get the proper information needed, otherwise calling the manufacturer to verify viability. Using online temperature stability websites when available, such as GSK, Amgen, or Pfizer. Referencing package inserts and manufacturers' websites also are helpful. If product is still able to be used, requesting that they are labeled with proper identification, such as a date, a temperature of the excursion, and a length of time that the excursion took place, with our goal to help reduce excursion waste. We also approve refrigerators for restocking after a 72-hour quarantine. Information is kept in a spreadsheet of waste and costs for products that have been destroyed. Our last topic is vaccines for children, which we are currently in the process of re-entering the program. The technician will have oversight over regulatory requirements within pharmacy and clinics and will perform internal auditing of sites and will supply information for reordering products when needed. Thank, Thank you, you, Karen. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to uh, pull together for everybody buddy, before I move forward is thinking about all these different activities and how um, they are maybe some roles are unique and maybe how some roles are not as unique for you, um, but what, what connects them? Ultimately, what Karen does for us is provide us with a substantial amount of information that doesn't necessarily require pharmacists to gather. This allows the pharmacists to work efficiently and be able to focus on answering the questions or getting things done that put them at the top of their license. This also allows Karen to function at the top of her license. Um, so for example, if we're looking at the um, drug shortages, Karen is able to pull a lot of information together, including supply history, purchasing history, and our current inventory. Being able to accurately predict our time on hand allows us to make quick decisions and focus on whether we need to pull together key stakeholders in order to mitigate the shortage. When thinking about the non-formulary management, Karen um, ultimately, while ultimately uh, the non-formularies are approved by our frontline staff, we find that on occasion, we can provide some additional input. Karen is able to review all of these requests get them ordered and managed from an inventory standpoint so the frontline clinical staff can focus on taking care of the patients. And then she can filter more um, unique scenarios or scenarios which require some additional input from us directly to the pharmacist. This helps us focus on uh, getting our P&T work done and not have to worry too much about non-formally management. When thinking about the uh, refrigerator management uh, component, 
Ultimately, Karen really owns a large part of that responsibility. She's able to investigate whether products are available, uh, whether products are still stable, and whether they can be reused. This is a direct cost savings to the institution and allows pharmacists to focus on completing their other work rather than looking at historical data, at looking at refrigerator temperature management data or data for excursions. So I appreciate all the work that you've done so far, Karen, and thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, one of the things that we are looking at is how can we expand this role into new and novel areas, whether these are responsibilities for Karen or additional technicians. One of the key areas that we would like to expand into is REMS management. Currently, my team is responsible to maintain all of the REMS programs. Each of my four pharmacists and I are the uh, authorized representatives for the various programs. We are happy to do this for our team members. However, it can be quite consuming, especially around times of audit. Um, it can also be very time consuming, ensuring that all, pay, all pharmacists are appropriately enrolled in order to access the patient verification databases. I think utilizing a technician in this role, not only to help maintain a database of approved pharmacists, but in some cases be the authorized representative is a unique area to expand technicians into. For many of the uh, programs, it does not require a direct pharmacist to be an authorized representative. And for those that do require an authorized representative, Karen can still help out or a technician can still help out in many of the roles, allowing the pharmacist to worry about the key areas um, that they have to focus on. Another area for expansion is our formulary database management. Currently, we use a third-party online drug information resource in order to manage our formulary. Over time, as many hospitals do, there is a divergence from what was approved, what is available in your EHR, and what is in our formulary database management software. We continuously review this to fix errors, but this is certainly something that a technician could accomplish for us. And when uh, there is a discrepancy, review with a pharmacist to ensure uh, integrity between all the systems. Finally, one of the areas we would like to expand into is our pharmacy and therapeutics uh, committee project management. Um, as many people may um, uh, be familiar with, a lot of things can happen at PT, and accomplishing all of those tax tasks can be time consuming. One of the things that we uh, have issues with is making sure we're on track of everything and making sure it all gets completed. A technician with experience in both inpatient, outpatient, and hospital operations has a good sense of what it might take to onboard a medication, offboard a medication, or implement various restrictions. Leveraging a technician in this role would help us be more organized with our day-to-day -day activities and overall increase efficiency. And as stated with the Pharmacy Practice Initiative, this is an area for technicians to help with is efficiency. So overall, I'd like to point out that can, technicians can really fill the gap. They have a high skill level in areas of operations, procurement, and inventory management. We often leverage our technicians to complete these tasks and utilizing them in other areas with this expertise can certainly increase efficiency. They can perform several key analytic steps 
to help to not only make decisions, not only help make decisions for pharmacists, but have them make decisions themselves. This would help reduce burden of workload on pharmacists, allowing pharmacists to operate at the, again at the top of their license while allowing technicians to operate at the top of theirs. And then where tasks do require pharmacist intervention, technicians can get the right information to the pharmacist so quick decisions can be made. And I think this is no better um, identified than the non-formulary, our non-formulary process, where I uh, rarely have to get involved. But when Karen does come see me, we know we have an opportunity to improve the care of our patients and to improve the operations of our, for our staff. So with that, I'd like to go over a few key takeaways. First, pharmacy technicians can have expanded roles in formulary management and medication use. These are new areas of utilizing technicians that may not have been done historically within health systems. Next, for items that require a pharmacist, we can empower technicians to provide the required information. So regardless of whether um, a technician is able to make a final decision, we can certainly have the technician be very active within the role so that we can make those decisions. And finally, further opportunities continue, can continue to be explored to expand technician roles. And I think this is something we are all looking forward to in our health systems, is how can we leverage our technicians to be more efficient. Thank you so much for listening in today. Be sure to follow us at ASHP Official wherever you listen to podcasts and check back soon to hear more featurettes from the 2021 ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting. Until then, this is Tiffany Wingfield from ASHP Official and thank you for all that you do for your patients. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.